Hey everybody, this is Johnny Gwynn, the producer of the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report. Brian is on vacation for Thanksgiving this week, so Joe and Butch from the Best Fishing Reports Network recorded a special Thanksgiving holiday special we're going to play for you, and it features award-winning chef, hunter-gatherer, and book author Hank Shaw, and they share some of the best wild game recipes to try and wow your family and friends during Thanksgiving and Christmas this year. Stick around till the end of the show because Hank will offer a killer deal for our listeners only for his wild game and fish cookbooks. Trust me, these books make excellent gifts for that hunter and angler that is so hard to buy for. Enjoy the show, and Brian will be back next week with a regularly scheduled Alabama freshwater fishing report. Everybody have a great Thanksgiving and be safe out there. Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. Presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Are you frustrated by your typical hunting and fishing magazines? Are you tired of reading content meant for guys up north or in the Midwest? Don't get left behind following the guidance of guys who don't hunt and fish in your home state. Pick up a Great Days Outdoors Magazine subscription and become a better Southern outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors Magazine can be found at your local Barnes & Nobles, Books A Million, Tractor Supply Company, Rule King, Bass Pro Shops, or you can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. This week's episode is brought to you by AFCO, family-owned and operated. AFCO Fishing Apparel and Tackle are designed to handle the harshest elements and help you weather it any day on the water. From cold tournament mornings to the humid summers in Florida, our products are built to handle the extreme. We are proud to hear customer stories about the 20-plus year life cycle of the AFCO products. Visit AFCO.com, that's A-F-T-C-O.com for on-the-water performance gear. Also brought to you by Baker's Metalworks and Dixie Supply. Baker Metalworks and Dixie Supply offer numerous items to help you get your project done right the first time. They carry a variety of different panel profiles in your choice of colors and gauges with all the matching trim and accessories. They also offer a full line of hardware items and post-frame building designs. Their friendly and knowledgeable sales representatives are always willing to help answer any questions or concerns you may have. Contact them with any questions or get a free estimate today. Baker's Metalworks and DC Supply, your metal roofing headquarters. All right, guys. Good to have you back this week. Hope you guys are all spending some time with your family for Thanksgiving. That's what Butch and I are doing. We are uh, we're taking the week off from the fishing report, uh, but we have got a really special show for you this week. Joining us this week again is Hank Shaw. And we're going to be talking about some of the cool things that you can do uh, with wild game or fish for the holidays. So, Hank, uh, welcome back, man. It's always good to sit down and and talk food with you. Um, For our listeners that might be new to Hank, tell us a little bit about yourself and really what kind of got you into this this line of work, slinging wild game and fish. Thanks for having me back on. I, uh, we need to we need to go out and chase God's creatures uh, this, this coming spring too, as our as it's been our annual tradition now for, well, since shortly after kick six, I think actually. That's right. Uh, yeah, we got to get you back <laughs> down. Get you back down to the Gulf. We got to get you back down and try on some of these uh, these admiral shellfish oysters. Um, oh, yeah. We can talk a little yeah. bit about them, but man, these are the best daggum oysters I've ever had. They are one of our show sponsors. I'm not scared to admit that, but I'm telling you, man, these things are unbelievable. Definitely got to get you down and try some of those this spring. 
I'm up for that. Yeah. I'm up for that. So I, I, uh, I'm a former professional chef. Um, I'm a former commercial fisherman. I'm a cookbook author. I used to be a newspaper reporter. Uh, I've done a whole bunch of things over the, over the years. And I grew up fishing and, and gathering wild plants and mushrooms and things. So, I mean, that's kind of part of my DNA. I mean, wait, wait, wait. Mushrooms? Which, what kind of mushrooms? The These eating like mushrooms, the, like okay. chanterelles. Yeah. I say, like, yeah, a lot a, of people that listen some... to the show are probably out in the cattle hey, pastures man. gathering mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You're no, like chanterelles and okay. morels and stuff right. like that. Gotcha, not gotcha. The, not, the, not the hippie mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, and I started hunting about, actually, it's 20 years ago. I hunted, So I started hunting as an adult. I'd been fishing the, my whole life and I've been picking berries and mushrooms and nuts and all that kinds of stuff my whole life. And I started hunting about 20 years ago. And since 2005, uh, we have not bought meat or fish for the household, but for a handful of times in, well, it's going on almost 20 years now. So I started the website Hunter Angler Gardener Cook back in 2007, and it is now the internet's largest source of wild food recipes. I've got five cookbooks and working on a sixth and, you know, I've got a podcast too called Hunt, Gather, Talk and spend a lot of time on Instagram, you know, as everybody does these days and, and just generally trying to make a go of it. It's been absolutely a privilege and a, and a blessing to be able to do this full time since 2010. That's a very cool story. I always love hearing that, you know, you have efforted towards and been able to be successful at not buying any meat, bringing it into the home and, and really just cooking and eating what you're able to hunt fish for, gather out there uh, in the wild. And my wife and I have tried to do the same thing um, over the years. And we've had, you know, good years and bad years. But one of the things, you know, that always seems to force us into buying some meat is the holidays, specifically because, you know, a lot of people are just kind of, they're squeamish about wild game. Uh, or you've got the person that, I don't like fish, or I don't like seafood, you know. And um, so you got to kind of go out and you, you buy the crowd pleaser, you get the rib roast or, you know, the turkey or something like that. What's your favorite holiday dish, wild game or fish aside, but then also what's your favorite wild game or fish that you like to incorporate into the holidays? We've been able to incorporate game and fish into the holidays really kind of forever because my mom is a, uh, if you look up in the dictionary under the word Yankee, my mom is like the picture that's next to the dictionary definition. She's from, she's from Gloucester, Massachusetts, and is about as Yankee as Yankees. Like I'm from New Jersey and I think she's a Yankee. That should give you some idea. <laughs> and, but up in Massachusetts and all over the, you know, really the United States, the, there are regional wild game holiday dishes that have become part of the fabric. I mean, it exists in the South too. If you think about oyster stew uh, for, for the holidays, that's a big deal. But you know, where my mom grew up in, in coastal New England, they would, they would catch a big giant striped bass and stuff it with like a, your traditional holiday stuffing. Like that's a regional deal. Like you can, you can go anywhere in Texas or Arizona or New Mexico or, or Southern California and tamales are a huge thing for, for Christmas time and, and for the holidays. And, and very, very often those tamales are venison tamales, and, you know, if you go to South Texas, venison tamales for Thanksgiving or, or Christmas is that's a thing. Mushroom stuffings. I love chanterelle stuffing with a turkey or a goose or a, or a duck. Uh, you can use really any mushroom you want, but chanterelles are, grow all over the country and they're, and I save some special just for the holidays. Crab is king 
in where I live in Northern California and Oregon for the for Christmas season. I mean, there are whole Christmas, you know, Thanksgivings where it's a turkey, sure, because you kind of have to do the turkey. But everything other than turkey is like people sit around and eat like enormous, obscene amounts of Dungeons crabs and yeah, sit there and watch amazing. football. Oh, it is amazing. It's just, yeah, and then amazing. the turkey comes out. And, so I mean, you, you see wild foods. You see morels saved for the for Thanksgiving for stuffing quite a lot in the Upper Midwest. Wild rice, wild rice is a huge deal in the northern part of the country uh, for for Thanksgiving. So you see it interwoven through the regional specialties of of Thanksgiving and Christmas, really all over the country. And you'll see turkey as well. Wild turkeys. So here's the, here's a the trick if you want to serve a wild turkey for Thanksgiving or for Christmas. Shoot a Jake. Oh, I mean, that's, I mean, sorry. Yeah, I get it. Like, I get somebody it. in Alabama just had a heart attack. And I know you've told me about this, but it's threw like, up a little bit. In their <laughs> wait wait I a minute. Mean, Turn that eating... crap off. Who's listening? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're talking about cook first, right? So right. If, if, if you shoot like a little nubbin Jake, right, which I know is a, a sin against God in nature in many parts of the country, but but that's the bird that you want to treat like for your Thanksgiving turkey because it's not really very different at all from from a Thanksgiving turkey, especially a heritage one. So if you're going to get a bourbon red or or an Narragansett or some of these, you know, older style, you know, I like to call them Gucci turkeys because they're really expensive. <laughs> I mean, they're good, turkey. but it's like a hundred dollars for a turkey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the ones you got to go to Whole Foods and exactly you got you to know what you're asking for. See, we do it different down here in the South. You know, we don't spend a hundred dollars on a Whole Foods turkey. We spend a hundred dollars on fancy shotgun shells and go kill tungsten. Them. That's right. Well, yeah. then shoot a Jake and make your there's your turkey. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Well, yeah, talk I mean about because they're going to be more tender. They're going to the skin's going to be good. You know, it's it's. But if you had an old tom, like a big old rope dragger, chances are you've skinned it, and chances are you just have the breast meat. So your answer there is to butter poach it. So many times Thanksgiving is just the two of us, and we will butter poach a wild turkey breast until it's nice and tender inside. And then we'll make this stand. I'll make a giblet gravy. I'll make chanterelle stuffing. You know, got to have sweet potatoes. You know, you got to have mashed potatoes and you know, all the usual size, but the, because you know, we don't need a gigantic turkey and it's just the two of us to take a wild turkey breast and to basically make it swim in hot butter for a couple hours is a really, really good way to get go because it's, it, you get more fat involved. So it's richer and it cooks the breast meat perfectly, which is to say wild turkey is really any turkey. You really actually want it closer to 150, 155 than you do 160, 165, which is what the USDA tells you. Largely because you can, if anybody's ever had dry Thanksgiving turkey, that's why it's too, mm-hmm. it's, it was overdone. Not fun. You know, it's cool to hear you talk about all those regional influences. And I can think back to Thanksgivings and Christmases that we've had where doing exactly like you talk about, we go get a sack of oysters and throw them on the grill and everybody sits around and we, you know, put them in garlic butter and just, you know, catch up and uh, that's a lot of fun. And you, you put know, ketchup just, on them? No, we catch up like we, you know. Oh, I got you. Man. Yeah. Chew the fat. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's, it was something that we look forward to every year. And it's interesting to hear you talk about the chanterelles because we picked, picked a good many of those on my place this year. But I didn't think about saving some of them for a, a holiday meal. That's a great idea. And it gives you something, a reason to go out during that time of year and something to look forward to. 
when I think about the holidays, I think about it a little bit differently, though. I often think about I've got all these people in my house. Most of them are not hunters, not anglers, and maybe don't appreciate that type of food. So if you've got someone that you're trying to please that you know is maybe squeamish about this kind of stuff, what give me give me an idea of, of some crowd pleasers, like something that you just know is going to go over well using wild game and, and using seafood. Sure. Uh, that butter poached turkey breast is one. Like there's nobody who's going to turn their nose off that because it's it'll be the greatest turkey breast you've ever eaten. So that does, I mean, I, and that can be an old rope dragger. So that you can, you can, you don't have to shoot a Jake for that one. Another really, really good one is to smoke roast a big elk or venison roast. So if you got like a big deer roast from the hind leg and you stick a probe thermometer in it, and you smoke it only until the interior gets to be about 130. And then you'll just let it sit and then you carve it. It is virtually indistinguishable from roast beef. Mm. And so no one's, everyone's going to be like, this is amazing because it's, it's medium rare or medium, however you like it. It's well seasoned. It's got smoky flavor and you can make a gravy with it uh, or just make an au jus, you know, just like a, like a pan sauce. And it's crazy easy because what basically what you do is you have a big giant piece of meat. You salt it a couple of days in advance in the fridge. You stick it in the smoker with a probe thermometer. And then when the, the interior temperature hits 130-ish, take it out, let it rest, carve it, and you're good to go. I mean, I mean, it's just, this is it's football, it's football watching food, you know. And th- I've never had anybody turn their nose like that. Uh, I've even done it with bear roasts. That, that's something that I've had, you know, other people do. You know, they're oh, we're gonna have a venison roast, and they're always overdone. Always mm-hmm. tough, always I was dry. thinking the same thing. I'm always scared um, to do that. And what I'm hearing you say is, number one, just don't do that. Don't overcook it, right? I mean, make sure you're monitoring that internal temperature. You mentioned salting it a couple of days in advance. Is, is that kind of like a dry brine? Would you call it a dry brine in that way? Or, or I mean, I personally hate that because brine, a definition of a brine involves water. So yeah, I know, it, but you just it's know. a salt cure. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. I mean, but basically you you are letting that salt permeate the same way that a brine would. Yes, exactly that. Like, it's just like, you know, you have to take your turkey out a week before. I mean, damn, I mean, if you have, if you buy a frozen one, you got to take it out three or four days in advance just so it's not frozen. Right. I mean, you're talking about, so other things that are like crowd pleasers, mm-hmm. you know, up in the Northeast, I grew up in New Jersey, a big giant plate of lasagna is a big deal. Like you see that in Thanksgiving a lot as one of the dishes and ground venison in that ground, ground wild hog worked great in that. So that's, that's an example where the, the meat is incidental. Mm-hmm. Depending on where you live, ducks and geese can make really good holiday, holiday entrees, really. You know, Arkansas, some parts of Louisiana, places where the ducks get fat, those are great places to, to serve you know, a mallard if it's just the two of you or, or a speckle belly goose or a couple of mm-hmm. mallards. And, and those are instances where it's, it's worth it and people are going to like what they get. That's very regional specific because there's a lot of places where the ducks are very skinny and you don't want to serve that on a holiday. I'm glad you brought that up too, because like, man, those two last year, I went to, when I went to Arkansas and killed those green heads, I plucked the whole breast and spatchcocked them and did, I don't, I don't think your recipe called for that, but I followed one of your recipes and, uh, man, that was incredible. It was delicious. My past experience with smoking duck was a little bit, you know, rubbery skin, kind of overdone, but I did everything that, that you had lined out in your cookbook. I forget the exact name of the recipe, but man, it was incredible. I was, uh, even my wife liked it and she's not a huge wild game fan. She's okay with deer and stuff like that. But when we start getting 
a little bit out there and start talking about wild duck and some of the the things that are like Joe was talking about. People are a little scared of game here and there, but man, it was phenomenal. I will definitely do that again. All right, guys, great segment. Let's take a few moments and hear from some of this week's sponsors. This segment was brought to you by Fish Bites. For more than 20 years, anglers everywhere have come to know one thing, that nothing says no to Fish Bites. We are the Fish Bites Nation, and this is your invitation. So grab some Fish Bites and get busy casting, because you can't join the nation without doing the catching. Ask for Fish Bites or Fish Club Lures, or visit fishbites.com. And brought to you by NorthAlabama.org. Are you looking for a real adventure? Whether you are experienced or just a weekend angler looking to land a big one, North Alabama is the place to go for your next fishing expedition. North Alabama is home to eight picturesque lakes. Pickwick, Wilson, Wheeler, Weiss, Smith, Neely Henry, Lake Gunnersville, and Bear Creek Lakes. Each lake is well stocked with a variety of fish, and in North Alabama, fishing is great year-round. For more information, visit www.northalabama.org and click on Plan to download a North Alabama fishing guide. Well, Hank, speaking of fancy, you know, we talked about pleasing crowds, but then not everybody has a huge holiday gathering. Sometimes it's just you and another person or just more of an intimate group. If you do want to do something fancy, holidays are typically a time when somebody will go all out. You know, they go get the the dry-aged prime rib roast and and do some long cook on a big hunk of meat what are some of your fancy preparations that you like with wild game or fish? I still keep things pretty simple, but what I might do is I might do something like a, a an old school sauce, like a Cumberland sauce, which is a, an English sauce that's been popular for about the last 200 years. And it's kind of a port and, and, and berry based sauce that works really well with venison. So I might, I might cook a big length of backstrap and then just serve it with that sauce. Or I would typically, I'm going to, the, the cook isn't going to be so much different. The cut will be different. So if it's just a couple of us, maybe I do, like I happen to have a, a bison hanger steak right now. And it's only going to serve two. So I'm saving that for a special occasion. And mm. the holidays would be a good case of that. So you might have, let's say you're a duck hunter. Maybe you've got just a few fatty canvas back breasts like that would be like i'm going to pull them out for this so if in my mind it's less the the preparation than the thing itself so maybe i had i I caught four snook this year i'm going to serve these snook on holidays Mm. you know it's it's, this is the time to pull out that thing that is very special yeah i like that idea and and that's that's pretty true if you think to what you're used to like with you know, with beef, for example, it's cooking a rib roast is not all that complicated, but it's, it's the, it's the cut, it's the right. rib roast, you know, and to cut a rib roast out of a, out of a deer is not as easy as just pulling the backstrap, but, nope. you know, presenting somebody with a venison chop is a much fancier preparation a fancier delivery, um, than just a hunk of backstrap. Yeah. I like, I like kind of focusing in on, on the cut. Mm-hmm. So now, that being said, kind of play in all the different types of people you may have over. You may have that intimate setting. You may have that crowd. Some people really enjoy the adventurous side of eating. And I get people all the time like, yeah, I'll try that. Yeah, give me some. You know, my 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 brother's father-in-law is that way. You know, he just, yeah, 
I'll try that. Sure. Let's do it. When it comes to being adventurous, uh, what's some of the weirdest stuff with, with wild game and fish that people really love? There's a German Christmas dish that I absolutely love, love, love. It's called Ganzeklein. And it is a traditional dish that it's a kind of a Christmas soup with a big semolina dumpling sitting in the middle of it for the starch. But it's entirely made of everything that you don't use for the roast goose. So it's, it's the neck, it's the wingtips, it's the giblets. It's, it's basically everything that's not in the roaster because you're eating roast goose for Christmas. It's all of the uh, kind of offcuts that are made into this Christmassy, there's dried fruit in it, there's Christmas spices. It tastes, it, it sounds like it should be all wrong, but it's amazing. And it's done with kind of offcuts of a goose. And it's, it's, a, it's been a classic for, I don't know, several hundred years for a reason. The other one would be English mincemeat pies. So everybody's heard the term mincemeat. And I think everybody knows, you know, think they know what a mincemeat pie is. But traditionally, a mincemeat pie is literally that. It's, it's, there's meat in it. <laughs> I, and so you're going to have ground something. Uh, I'm making them right now. The, the, the actual filler of these little pies, they're little, it's like a, Imagine like a, a a little hand pie shaped like a like a cupcake kind of deal. It's like, like a pot little, pie. like a little personal pot. Yeah, so it's like a little, it's like a little, yeah, it's a tiny little pot pie. But the filling is dried fruit, it's brandy or scotch, and it's ground meat and Christmas spices. And it sits in the fridge for a week or two to kind of like really, really get it to, so everything gets to know each other. And then you make these puff pastry little hand pies. Yeah, I've never had that. It's amazing. Me it's, it's very, I mean, very old school English. Scotch, but none of the others. For stuff. sure. And definitely yeah. not all put together. And so that, that, that one's a little bit. The, the mixture of sweet and meat is very, very old school, at least in Europe, for the holidays. And, and it's, it's not something that we do a lot these days. A little bit we do. Like, you know, teriyaki is kind of sweet. So there's a, you see echoes of that now. But these old things, it's really medieval. You know, the medieval palate really like the, the the kind of Christmassy spices, a little bit of sweetness, and then meat all at the same time. Hank, you know, it sounds like really there's a way to incorporate whatever you're out catching, killing, gathering. Yeah, the whole the whole spectrum. You got somebody then for everybody. You just got to be tactical about it. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. And, and you got to get inspired. And I feel like for me personally, at least, you know, like to get inspired to do something. I love if there's a tradition behind something, because then if you're like, you're serving it, there's a story to why you're serving it as opposed to just like, yeah, eat this. Cause it's, you know, something you've never had before and kind of weird. Like if there's a tradition behind it, even if it's not a family tradition, it's something from some other part of the country or yeah, part something, of the world. To get, something to get behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just neat to be able it's to share part of that the experience. Yeah. That experience, like I say, you're kind of eating with your mind as well. How do you get inspired to, to do these kind of things? Like where do you go for, for this kind of inspiration and this kind of guidance? Typically, it's a combination of travel and, and reading cookbooks. I mean, it's, I, I get a lot of inspiration from, so from sometimes they're my colleagues, sometimes they're people I've never heard of. And, and you can dive into a cuisine and really kind of wallow around in it and find the pieces that, that make you excited. So I've done this with Mexico, I've done it with Peru, I've done it with Italy and Spain and Germany and Scandinavia. And, and now I'm kind of looking a little bit into Scotland, you know, kind of the the food of my ancestors and trying to pick out those things that are 
that are really good. They're, they're very, you'll, you'll like a good case. Uh, uh, there's a, a hand pie called Breedy, which is, it's a Scottish pasty, basically. So it's a hand pie. You see these in Appalachia a lot, which is, for, which is not a coincidence because of the Scots-Irish who are from Appalachia. But it's a, basically a turnover hand pie that's made with a, a pie crust. But it's an interesting pie crust, and it has an egg in it. And that egg changes the pie crust for the better, which is so like, huh, that's different. And so you make this a few times, and then you kind of make it your own. And you're like, oh, yeah, all right. So, so what I've started to do is, so the traditional Scottish pie, it's like a meat pie, right? But it's very, very plain. It's like, imagine just like ground, ground beef and some onions and, and stuffed in a, in, a, in a pie crust. That's fine. But there's another Scottish dish called mince and tatties. And so that's basically ground meat, but with spices and interest. It's much more interesting and, and mashed potatoes. Well, you can put that inside that, that hand pie. And that's way cooler. Mm-hmm. So you get to play in these cuisines. You know, I do this with Mexican stuff a lot, too. And you make it fit what you do. So, I mean, I'm a hunter, right? So, well, that would work with game or, well, that would, well, I, I hunt grouse and there's a grouse dish and, or, or I need a fish a lot like a speckled trout for this. And like, well, good thing there's speckled trout here. So you, you get to make these connections first through reading and then you, then you travel. I mean, one of the things that I really love about the United States is we still do have real regional cuisine. You still have things that are kind of native to the Gulf that you would not see in the Chesapeake. And you definitely wouldn't see in a place like Iowa and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't go up to Chesapeake talking about bowling crabs. They don't, oh, they don't, yeah. How oh, good point. They, yeah. They don't like they're, that up there. They're, they're the steaming crew. For right. sure. Yeah. We pretty much bowl and grab bowl, you know, I mean, it's literally yeah. like the name. No, let's yeah, go up there. That's what, what we do. Go up there and ask somebody for some bowl crabs and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I can definitely see where traveling around and kind of plundering in the different ethnicities would be very, very inspiring. And like you say, that's one thing I enjoy about your cookbooks and your recipes. You're like, well, this could work or this one's very similar. It is probably going to be about the same. Um, I do that a ton in your recipes. Yeah, I think the the fun part from my perspective is to adapt it for the wild element. So there's lots of fish and seafood things and those translate directly because you're using the same thing. But, you know, a pheasant's not a chicken. They're close, but there's a there's enough differences where it's mentally challenging for me to like, okay, so this is not a chicken, but I it can definitely work. And here's how it's going to work with the different modifications. Yep. Yeah, I love that about like uh your what Butch was saying about your cookbooks, how it's not so much this is a speckled trout recipe. It's more like this is a recipe for fish, and here's yeah. all the different types of fish that would work well, speckled trout being one of them. I think that's very helpful in terms of like, well, it makes it much easier to make, to make a dish. Right. Yeah. Because if you've got, if you've got some fresh speckled trout and you go to Google and you type in speckled trout recipes, well, you know, maybe you find something that somebody curated specifically for speckled trout, but it'd be more beneficial if it was like, well, here's a great recipe that would work well with speckled trout. And that's right. That's really what one of the, gives you a lot more options. It opens up a lot more opportunities for sure. Well, it's like triple tail ooh la la. Right. That's right. <laughs> it's great. It's a great, uh, great recipe. Yeah. It is a great recipe. <laughs> great fish. Work well with uh, what? Rockfish for the folks in the. North yeah. Coast? I mean, that, I mean, any, I mean, walleye, rockfish, you know, black sea bass, you know, small reds, small with small black drum, puppy drum. Yeah. Sheep's head. I think I did that one with sheep's head as well. Yeah. Sheep head would work. 
All right, guys, let's take a couple minutes and hear from some of this week's sponsors. L&M Marine has something for everyone, from small hunting boats, pontoon boats, to bigger bay boats, offshore boats, and hybrids. L&M Marine LLC prides itself on its customer service and knows how important it is to be taken care of and to have someone you can trust. They are locally owned and regularly support the community. L&M Marine provides superior customer service and has an entire team that consists of professional sales members, financial experts, service technicians, and a knowledgeable parts and accessory staff to support you. Go visit their friendly, reliable, and experienced staff now locally owned six miles north of I-10 on 34600 Highway 59 in Stapleton, Alabama, or call 251-937-1380. And brought to you by United Bank. United Bank knows what an important role agriculture plays in our local economy. At United Bank, they are here to support local farmers with financial products and services designed specifically for agribusiness, including real loans for farmland, equipment loans, working line of credit, and more. Truth is, they deeply value the contribution agriculture plays to our community, and they help our local farmers build successful businesses. They want to see you succeed. Learn more at unitedbank.com or stop by any United Bank branch. United Bank, all loans subject to credit approval, equal housing opportunity lender, member FDIC. Well, Hank, uh, like I said, cookbooks are an important part of getting inspired. You've got some cool deals going on. Tell everybody a little bit about, really just give them a rundown of all your cookbooks. And, and you know, you got a special offer for everybody listening today. I do. I do. So I've written five and the first one's kind of a primer on everything. And that one is uh, called Hunt, Gather, Cook. And then I have kind of not so much species specific, but area specific cookbooks. So I've got one for waterfowl called Duck, Duck, Goose. I've got one for all things antlered. So deer and elk and pronghorn and moose and all that kind of stuff. That one's called Buck, Buck, Moose. And I've got one for all the small games. So pheasants and rabbits and quail and all that kind of stuff like that. And that is, of course, called Pheasant, Quail, Cottontail. And my most recent book is Hook, Line, and Supper. And that, as you might imagine, is all fish and seafood, both freshwater and saltwater. So between all of these, they'll pretty much set you up for no matter what you bring home. Yeah. And they, you, can, you can either buy them on Amazon, and that's fine. Uh, or you can go to my website, and the website is huntgathercook.com. And if you do that, not only will you be supporting me and not a gigantic corporation, but you will, in many cases, the book is actually cheaper than Amazon. And every single book that we sell you will have will have my signature on it. So it's like a triple threat. And just for the holidays, if you use the code Great Days, all one word, so type Great Days in the coupon code on my website, which is HuntGatherCook.com, you'll get an extra twenty percent off just for the holidays. So it's a screaming deal, and you're helping a guy out, and you're not helping Jeff Bezos, you know, go to space or wherever it is. He's <laughs> We're real people down here, right? Yeah. Hank, it's been fun, man. I'm uh, I'm I'm getting excited now for for the holiday meals and starting to think about some ways I can. We should have done this after lunch. I'm starving now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hank, in the intro, we kind of talked a little bit about you coming down. You come down every year, and we try to do a target species. I was going to ask you what your target species is going to be in 23 with us, but I would think that it's probably going to be the same one as earlier in this year, since we totally botched it for you. Maybe we can get a pompano and a ling this year. Maybe we'll have a little bit better weather. <laughs> yeah, so it's not gale force winds. <laughs> we tried best our best, was, man. 
the best part is I'm in the airport, like I'm on my layover and, and Joe texts me this picture of exactly where we were fishing. And there's not like even a ripple on the, on yeah. the oh yeah. Like, oh man. Yeah. yeah. As soon as you got here, it was just the, the day, five days like, literally of, like as you yeah. left everything smoothed out and then five I mean, days of just the worst weather probably of 2022 really well and, and and butch too like when we went sword fishing with hank you know we we caught we caught one small undersized swordfish and the next two days like our captain adam peoples like set his own record you know for how many right. like they call like 19 in two days or something like that so yeah you're gonna have that yeah, every now and again yeah. man sometimes you just have a bad trip <laughs> It's that's okay. What, that's what oh, happens yeah. when you. Well, uh, I mean, I had, a, I had a really cool year, though. I mean, I caught my first ever alligator gar, and it was gigantic. It was as big as me. Got my first ever snook, which was super fun. And and so. Me too, uh, actually. I just knocked that one off the list a couple of weeks ago. Did you hit a, a slot fish, or did you throw it back? Oh, uh, it was. We threw them all back. Um, oh, I don't okay. know what the slot was. We were all just releasing everything. They're about twenty-five inches. Was the biggest one probably. So now it wasn't a huge one, but still pretty cool. Snook are. In my opinion, the greatest eating fish of the Gulf of Mexico. I heard that when I was down there. I really, yeah. I, I don't know if they were in season or not. I didn't even pay attention. So I wish I kind of would have now. It would have been pretty, delicious. It's, I've had, pretty, it's a pretty strong claim putting up next to a scamp. For sure. I've had, had multiple that. people tell me that though. Oh, I, I take it over a scamp. I, I think a scamp is, I think a scamp can compete. I think cobia can compete. That's strong though. But there's not that many other fish that can compete with a snook. I think I got those two can for sure. I need to partake in this. I think I need to partake in this. Yeah, it's a really big deal to catch one in the slot. So South Florida or South Texas. I caught mine in Brownsville. Mm, Okay. Next trip, Joe. Let's do it. I'm in. I'm in. Hank, always fun, man. Enjoyed Enjoyed it. it. Y'all, y'all go check out uh, huntgathercook.com and use that promo code. It's great gift idea and great for inspiration for your holiday meals. Absolutely. Have a good holidays, guys. Thanks, Hank. End of another great segment. Well, let's take a couple more minutes and hear from some more of this week's sponsors. This segment was brought to you by Hilton's Real-Time Navigator. The days of heading out and blindly looking for good fishing areas are pretty much over. Don't waste time and money on fuel searching for fish. You need the most recent, highest resolution images to not only know where to go, but where not to go. The knowledge provided by today's technology is critical when planning an offshore fishing trip. Make the choice that the professional captains all over the Gulf of Mexico make and choose Hilton's Real-Time Navigator. The easy-to-use interface and excellent customer service will have you on the fish every time you go. Check it out at Hilton'sOffshore.com. And brought to you by Mallard Bay Outdoors. MallardBay.com is the Airbnb-style marketplace for discovering and booking your next guided hunting and fishing adventures. The Mallard Bay platform was built by sportsmen for sportsmen. Their mission is to help expand access to affordable and successful hunting by connecting you with verified outfitters across the U.S. You can browse trips and prices by state or species, select the dates you'd like to go, message outfitters and secure your dates all from one platform mallardbay.com not sure where you want to go yet reach out on instagram or facebook and they can help you find your dream hunt welcome back to the show guys hey what a what a great show uh it was today man two first time caller guests and both of them were just unbelievable callers i I mean i enjoyed it thoroughly enjoyed it myself hosting it i hope you guys enjoyed listening to it just as much and man one end of the state to the other crappie guy to bass guy we kind of got covered the whole little range there 
and uh man i i gotta get up there to gunnerville and get the kayak up there and get on some of these frog that frog bite before it's too late for sure but hey guys be sure and listen next week i'll be recording uh tomorrow night uh live with with tracy umber and 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 Brad Whitehead and a couple more guys. We're all gonna be uh we're gonna be eating some real good food at Tracy's house and we'll record probably from there after a great day of fishing. So got that coming up. Y'all be sure and and tune in for that. That'll be a fun, exciting one to listen to. I know that we've got one of the fisheries biologists for the state uh that is going to be calling in. We're gonna be talking about the the Coosa chain specifically. Uh we'll talk probably a little broader about about other lakes but kind of going to focus in on the coosa chain and uh, maybe some of the the issues that are going on with that and uh, so we're looking forward to that so be be sure and be listening for that as well but hey that is going to be a wrap for the day if you're enjoying the podcast guys take a minute and subscribe rate and write us a review wherever you listen and if you'd like us to email you the podcast we'll do that each and every week all you have to do is text the word fishing to 314-665-1767 and we'll email it to you each and every week stay safe out there guys look forward to talking to y'all again next week this week's alabama freshwater fishing report was brought to you by bucks island Bucks Island has been in business since 1948 for all of your new and used boat needs as well as motor sales and services and now they have a pro level tackle store. Boat and motor trade-ins are welcome. Visit them online at BucksIslands.com or give them a call at 256-442-2588. And by MB Ranch King hunting blinds and feeders are built to last right here in the USA. We also offer high quality, easy to use corn and protein feeders that can be filled with both feet on the ground. Call Kevin today for more information or get a quote at 205-807-2937. MB Ranch King, built in the pursuit of perfection. And Votana's Defense is proud to offer the PD Pro line of night vision systems. These ultralight, ultra-compact night vision systems deliver the cleanest image, best resolution, smallest, most transparent halo, and best overall performance and function of any night vision system available. Photonist Defense, Masters of Darkness. And by OutdoorAlabama.com. That's where I learned the basics of how to hunt and fish, including what's in season and which license to buy. Learn more at OutdoorAlabama.com. Go hunt. Go fish, get outdoors. This message was brought to you by the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources and Southeastern Pond Management. If you want to grow big fish or healthier fish or just get your lake in better shape, call Southeastern Pond Management. You can call Norman Latona. If you're anywhere in the Southeast, schedule an obligation-free consulting with one of their biologists by calling 1-888-830-POND or check them out on sepon.com. And by Killer Dock. Killer Dock combines durability, function, and design to uniquely upgrade your entire dock experience. Visit killerdock.com to check out the greatest fish cleaning station known to mankind.